everybody. Welcome to Wholehearted Loving. I'm Stephanie. Hi, I'm Georgiana. And today we are going to be talking about acceptance of futility, uh, specifically in the form of a macaroni and cheese tantrum. <laughs> it was totally a macaroni and cheese tantrum. <laughs> but before we launch into it, we are going to start with a body-based self-connection practice. All right. So let's feel your feet on the ground. Or maybe it's your butt on the chair. Or perhaps it's both. And notice your breath. And we'll give the hands a squeeze. We're going to pair a bit of um, breath and movement together here. So inhaling through your nose, we're going to open up the arms wide and look at one hand. And then on your exhale, let the breath out and bring your hands back together. So they touch. And we'll do another one. Inhale, open your arms up. It can be to different directions, different opening up than last time. Look at one hand. And then exhale, bring the hands back together. And we'll do that one more time. Inhale, open up your arms. Look at one hand. Exhale, giving the hands a squeeze again. Yeah. Just notice how that feels. You're always welcome. I always encourage you to notice if you want to do three more, if your body feels the pull to do three more. I always do three. Three is an easy number of things to do. It doesn't take too much time. And then I like to pay attention to, is my body saying that it wants more of this? Perhaps my body is saying, nope, this is good for now. Or it might be saying... I want something, but something different, right? And we're practicing listening to our bodies, noticing and honoring. I like to do that in parts too. The largest part of me right now wants to be outside in the sun, hmm. but I'm honoring being here in the part of me that wants to be doing this. Yes. But, you know, that kind of leads into... <laughs> the futility story. Yeah. Tell us. There's this. parts, right? There's part of our experience, yeah. Always, yeah. So macaroni and cheese tantrum story. Macaroni and cheese tantrum. So it was a weekday morning. We were trying to get ready to get out of the house for school. It was me and the two boys. And... Luca lost his mind because he was adamant on having mac and cheese for breakfast. And I had not, I didn't buy enough mac and cheese. <laughs> I miscounted. Apparently he had asked me for some the night before and I didn't hear him. And so I only got mac and cheese for his brother for breakfast. That makes it even more tantrum worthy. Not just that there wasn't a mac and cheese for breakfast, but that his brother had some and he did not. And he had asked for it. Wow, and and he is he he was adamant he asked for it. I can't totally remember, 
in my mind he hadn't but i can be it it's possible i'm totally wrong because i had i know i remember i had a lot of things going on in my head and i miscounted and did not buy enough and so i mean some people might have judgments about the fact that we're eating mac and cheese for breakfast that doesn't bother me um <laughs> that's not what the story is about but luca was so distraught he was just crying and heaving and I could tell by his reaction like this isn't gonna be just a okay like yeah that's tough let's let's move along like I knew I would really have to like tend to him and really help him through his upset and it wasn't a time where any kind of logic or reasoning was going to shift anything in a positive way and in fact I think if I would have brought logic and reason he would have just become more distraught and angry even at me so I went to him and sat with him and you know gave him some touch and I said bud this must be so hard right you you are so upset that there's no mac and cheese right are you so upset there's no mac and cheese and he's like crying yes I am and are you really so upset that Kai has mac and cheese and you do not. Uh-huh, yes. And like the tears just kept coming, right? Are you mad at mommy for messing it up? Yes. Like just more and more tears. And I was like, okay, let's just sit here and let's let's be with the tears. And you know, there was this, but you said you would get some for us and you get it for Kai and you didn't get it for me. So like blame coming, you know? which I was like, okay, just just bring it. It's okay. I know you're really mad at mommy right now. I get it. And throughout the sort of supporting him with it and letting him know it was okay to cry and that I love him and I'm here to help him, I did need to throw in reminders. And also there is no mac and cheese. Like, there's none. Like, it can't happen. I know you really, really want it bad, and it just can't happen. It's not happening for this morning. It could happen for another morning. It just isn't going to be able to happen for this morning. And I could just feel still some protest, but it was lessening. Because what was happening was he, it was, it was settling in his mind. He was, you know, in his body of, that's something I can't change. There's no way we can make macaroni and cheese magically appear right now. Okay, I have to pause you for technical <laughs> questions. Yes. Um, <laughs> so are we talking single serving macaroni and cheese or a box of craft dinner? I don't I'll, understand. Okay, you need those. Yes, single yeah. serving like from the freezer section microwave yeah. mac and cheese. Like this is like. Okay culinary cuisine at its finest yeah right so I, can, I can imagine yes it is um <laughs> i can imagine a lot of parents just going oh god okay we're gonna split kai's mac and cheese between the two of you yes. to make this stop i'm yes. curious about your choice to not do that um my choice to not do that i think it's multi-layered one because 
Kai is Kai, that's not something that Kai would very easily, I think, go along with. Um, not because he's not generous, but in his mind, he's like, "This was mine. Mom got it for me." Like it, it's just like he's on that Single path. Serving. Yeah, he's Single serving. He's very factual, logical, whatever. And I was like, if I choose that option, it's going to blow up the morning even more. Do you think that was in Luca's mind? Like, I wonder what he would have been thinking about the presence of mac and cheese that he can't access. Oh, yeah, that for sure was in his mind. And I think it was in his mind that sometimes he feels like Kai gets more of what he wants. Right. And we can talk about that either later on another episode. Um, So I know that it wasn't just about mac and cheese I know that also he had been really tired that week so he was also overtired but what got all the attention was the mac and cheese and that's like you can't really tell this 10 year old kid it's not really about the mac and cheese it's because you're tired it's because you're also jealous of your brother it's because your brother's not being very generous sometimes like it, in his mind, it's the mac and cheese, right? <laughs> so we stuck, stayed with it on the mac and cheese. The other reason I didn't um, lean towards that option, you know, of Kai splitting his, was uh, because it was it was my mistake or potentially my mistake. Like it's really highly possible Luke had said to me, but it just didn't register. And I didn't want Kai to have to take the impact of something that was really on me and not on him. So I know I remember that being in my mind. And also it's like 7 a.m., 6.30 a.m. is early. And like I'm trying to think of like how do I help him through this, help us get out of the house on time, get myself back in order to like start my day. So it's a lot of fast processing (laughs) yeah but what i did know is that i could either really help luca and take it seriously his upset or i could be like dude man you're like overreacting over a bit of macaroni (laughs) sort yourself out be ready at the door at this time because we're leaving wow and my gut you say that honestly it's difficult to hear those sorts of words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> my gut sense was that's not going to be helpful. Like if I play that forward in my mind, a movie in my mind, I'm like, that's not actually going to be helpful in terms of just practically speaking, getting us out of the house on time. It's going to leave him with this really yucky feeling about the morning. It's going to leave me with a gross feeling about the morning. It's going to leave this tension and energy between us that... I don't want to start the morning with. I don't want to send him off to school with that feeling. So I think I just knew, like, I need to tend to this. This is a big deal for this kid right now. Right? And, yeah, does that help clear some things up? Yes, thank you. Okay. So he's crying. And uh, at some point, I could feel, I could sense an opening. Right? Like, not meaning he was totally like satisfied and content again and ready to move on with the morning, but I could sense a little opening. So I said, Hey bud, I know that, you know, 
you wanted to get to school on time this morning because you have your track and field practice. And that was really important to you. I said, is it still important to you to get to that practice on time? And it was a really neutral question. It wasn't like, you said this was important and isn't this important to you? And if it is, then you should X, Y, Z. It wasn't from that energy. It was really just a curiosity of, I think this is important to you. Let's double check. Like, is this still important to you right now? And through the tears, he nodded. Yes, it is. I said, okay. Well, if it is still important to you, then we're going to need to do something to help your body calm down and feel better so that you can get dressed and put your pants on and get your stuff ready so that we can leave on time so that you can get to your practice on time. Is that important to you? Yes. Yes, mommy. (laughs) It's like, okay. And then it began this like, what's the next step to take care of? What does your body need next for us to like shift gears and focus on this desire that you have? Yes, you desire mac and cheese. We come to acceptance that that cannot change right now. We can cry all the tears we want, but we can't change that right now. There's also this other thing that's important to you. And there is an opportunity to change some things around right now so that that can still happen. And is that important to you? Are you open to that? And do you need help with that? Because I'm happy to help you. So that is how we switched gears that morning. Mm. (laughs) Accessing the parts. And it was, to be honest, like as a mother, like really beautiful to watch. It's really beautiful to watch that. One, he felt safe enough to just lose his mind over something that maybe, you know, other people wouldn't lose their mind over mac and cheese in the morning. But he was like, I'm upset about this. This matters to me. And I'm going to show you that I'm upset. And as much as it's not easy as a parent, especially when you've got places to be and kids to get places at certain times, I'm glad he doesn't shut off his tears because of someone else's agenda. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Would it be nice if he was like, yeah, I don't want, you know, everyone else to be late, so I'm just going to gather myself. Yeah. Like, you know, as he gets older and he, you know, takes those things into consideration of maybe I'll, I know I'm upset and maybe I need more support with this later, but for right now, let's, you know, do my best to make sure we can all be on time. That would be beautiful, you know, if we get there one day. But he's 10. And I don't feel like that's a responsibility I have to lay fully on him to be able to do that himself and sure. to have that as his main priority. Um, so it was really beautiful to witness, like, what a difference it makes to hold with care and with touch in this case because he was open to it someone in that moment of coming to full acceptance that I cannot change the situation. I like he could not, he was coming to acceptance that he could not change it and that his mom couldn't change it. Like we couldn't change it. And he just had to feel the deep upset, not just of, I can't have mac and cheese and I want it, but there's nothing I can do right now and nothing that my mom can do right now to change that. And I've just got to come to acceptance of that fact and that reality. 
And it's okay if I feel upset about that. It's okay if I need to cry about that. It's okay if I need help with that. But the reality is, you know, some part of him realized I need to come to acceptance with the fact that that's not changing. And then to see, did you want to say something? Well, and redirecting. I mean, there's there's true acceptance and then there's like acceptance in the moment and let's redirect to something that is also important. You know, there's I, when I when I hear you talking about this, because I don't have kids, I think mostly about adults who are experiencing some kind of futility and, and railing against it. Um, so I kind of have a different different associations in my mind, but I think we tuck that away, right? We tend to not want to feel the feelings and we just go forget it. I'll go to work or I'll, you know, distract in some other way. And the healthy aspects of that are important, you know, um, mm -hmm. instead of thinking of things as being distractions or to take yeah. away the pain of this futility feeling to remember the things that are also important to us. Yeah, and I think, you know, what you said, it's possible that we might be really upset about something and we might say to ourselves, okay, let's just go to work. And that's fine. And there's also just a minor tweak we can make to that that I feel makes it more empowering and I feel makes it more self-honoring, which is to be able to say, I can't, you know, I'm, I feel so upset about this thing right now, I can't change it. And it's also important to me that I get to work on time. It's also important to me that, you know, I get to work on time and have a few minutes to myself to settle in, right? It's also important to me that I'm able to do my work well and I get paid and I can pay the bills, you know, this week or this month for my family. Yeah. And the action is the same in that you, you go from being upset about something to you get to work, mm -hmm. but it comes with more intention and awareness of what else matters to you and why you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Self-connection instead of uh, some kind of self-denial, you know, it's the and but difference. It's not, oh, I'm sad and I want to deal with this, but I have to go to work. It's I'm sad and dealing with this and I really value, you know, living in a house and, and being able to eat food and connect with coworkers and things like that. Totally different. Exactly. Right. And I've seen this, like, learning to face futility was just absolutely life-changing for me because it was so hard for me to accept things that, that were disappointing. I remember feeling deep heartbreak, like, the one that really tore me apart. And, like, I could tell, like, I just wasn't accepting it. I wanted to change it. I wanted the relationship back. I wanted to fight for it. I wanted to convince. I wanted all the things. And then I realized I'm not facing reality. The reality is that this is over. And it's not changing. And this person is not coming back. And they can love me lots and still not come back. And I cannot change that. And I remember when I came to acceptance of that, like, I was like the deep, like, same as Luca's macaroni cry. I had that cry in bed at night, like so loud, just sobbing. But I knew in that moment this is good because this means I'm facing the futility of the situation. Like it's, I, I have this visual that you just hit a wall because like nothing else can happen. You just hit the wall and you sort of go splat and like you just like fall down and slide down the wall into like a heap on the ground. That's the visual I have. 
And that visual is so, so valuable to me because every time I know that that's happening, I'm like, oh, this is a good thing. Because once I can just splat on the wall and slide down the wall and be in that pile of grief and sadness, then I will have felt that and release that energy and create some space for, and what else? And what else do I desire? Right. And what else? So the other side of this, because we're, we're talking about noticing our parts and adding in other elements of life that are important to us. So the futility is there, the acceptance is there, and it's a piece of life. It's not everything in life. Something that I have historically tended to do, and I am so happy I do not do anymore, is deepening into the futility, expanding that futility. So it's like I'd hit the wall, I would slide down, <laughs> and then I would drag myself down the length of the wall, exploring, does this wall go on forever? And, you know, if you're exploring an eternal wall, it will go on forever because you're not looking anywhere else, you know. Yeah. That's an important thing to point out as well. Yes, yes, for sure. And that's why it's really important to grow that muscle to to stay connected and be able to redirect ourselves towards and what else what else do i desire right what the what else i desired was to feel confident again to be open hearted for a relationship that was more aligned and more fulfilling and if i spread myself all in all the directions over the wall I would not be moving towards that desire, right? And so when we don't have a desire in mind, when we don't have the and what else in mind, it's very easy to stay, you know, stay and expand that futility and that sorrow and helplessness. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, at the risk of making this conversation much bigger and longer, the futility that's sort of pervading society, uh, like a, a pointlessness, a disconnection that we're sort of experiencing, you know, socio-politically. Luca had this thing to look forward to. He was excited about his, was it track and field? Track and field. High jump practice. High jump, yeah. So he's got this thing he's excited about that he can look forward to. I wonder what you would recommend for people who don't feel excited about their life and don't feel like there's something to look forward to. That's a really great question because sometimes we can find ourselves there. I might say, do you desire to have one breath that doesn't feel as sorrowful as this one? Right? Do you desire to have one moment of relief? Most everyone I've spoken to in their deepest moments of despair, they can quite clearly tell me and show me and give me signs that they would love some relief, even if it was a moment. Right. So they, right? Love, so, they just maybe can't imagine it. They can't picture they, it right now. But They can't picture it. They might not know what to do in order to help create that relief. But all you need to know is that you desire. There's at least 1% of yours, you know, that desires a moment of relief. And with that, if you're willing, you could go to someone who you trust and you care about and you say, I'm in deep despair, right? I feel helpless. 
and I, I am having a hard time accepting this thing that cannot change. What I all I know is there's one small part of me that desires relief. Can you help me? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So. Yeah. I think um, something that's really helped me because I've certainly felt a lot of depression and despair and dragging myself along that wall. Um is sort of external magic like the universe is bringing you things all the time you have no idea what they're going to be um one thing i like to remember for those of us who maybe find ourselves in bed depressed for days at a time which happens to me much less now um something will happen you know you won't be there forever you might have this feeling like oh whatever dreadful futile thing is happening right now is gonna go on forever Eventually, you're going to have to pee. Eventually, you're going to be hungry. Eventually, somebody's going to phone you or knock on your door or, mm -hmm. you know, cat's going to bring a bird into the house. Like something's going to going to happen. There will be there yeah. will be change. Yes. And if when that something happens, if you're willing to feel your feet on the floor for that moment, that something is happening, something different is happening then what you've done right there is you've interrupted that old habit loop of just being in that sorrow and depression and only aware of it, that only aware of that. Now you still might have sorrow and depression and also have an awareness of my feet on the ground while I walk to go pee. Yeah. And that changes that that old habit loop of it's only I'm only I only know how to do this loop. Right. Yeah, totally. That loop would be like a powerful comfort too. Having some kind of measure of seeming control or knowing what happens next. Like I think the the general futility is a terrifying thing. So we create these loops for ourselves and interrupting them, feet on the floor. Yeah. You know, it's that simple. Just yeah. Practices. Yeah. And people will say, but I don't feel better. And that's okay if you don't feel better. We're we're not right now um, trying to necessarily feel better. We're practicing interrupting an old loop. And over time, what you'll notice is feeling my feet on the floor while I walk to go pee creates that moment of relief, a little bit of respite from that old thing. Yeah. And over time, that respite and relief will begin to feel really nice and settling. And you'll start... <laughs> totally. You'll start craving it and then yeah. you'll get yourself off of the wall, off of plaster, face plastered on the wall. You'll be able to move away from that a little bit sooner, a little bit more easily towards the, and what else do I desire? Yeah, it, it really is that simple. And it's almost <laughs> infuriating when it's happening. I remember... Um, the feeling of being stuck in that futility loop that was so comfortable for me and also so, so futile. And initially, your loving interactions with me, this simple interrupting of patterns, like it just brought up this huge kind of fuck you because <laughs> it's just like, can you, yeah, okay, you know, I, I see that's happening for you right now and I hear what's going on and can you feel your feet on the floor yes I can feel my damn feet on the floor you know yeah okay <laughs> so what this is not helping and I'm like great that's excellent awesome I love you <laughs> and it's that simple like it is that moment that 
is taking you out of the pattern. And when the pattern's comfortable, being taken out of it will be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And the pattern is so dramatic and creative and all-consuming that this really simple, microscopic solution for a moment is like deeply frustrating because it's so true. Um, it's really a, a wonder to experience and then to feel the deep impacts of over many years, these little changes. They make a huge difference. And I could imagine like if it pissed you off that much in those moments for me to ask you, can you feel your feet on the ground? Imagine if I would have said, let's put a smile on your face. Let's do happy dance. <laughs> and try to change the pattern that way to this huge other extreme. Let's look at what's great in life. See, and that's, that's a different <laughs> level of frustration because it's so common. You know, that's something I would have expected. I would have expected mm -hmm. to be told to shut my feelings down and to just go do something else. Mm -hmm. And that's annoying, but like a deep, familiar annoyance. This right. other thing, this gentle acceptance and just being present is like a pretty large physical reaction I would have experienced in my body at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So magic that you're teaching your children this as they're experiencing <laughs> these things in real time. Yeah. I I really want them to to just know that there's a different possibility. You know? If you need to sort of move on quickly, sure. But it's also okay to take your time with your upset. Right. If you want to move on quickly because you something else matters to you and you need to tend to that, and you want to come back to the old thing later. Totally OK. I just don't want to make it wrong. I don't want to make it wrong when they have big feelings that are hard. Yeah. And I don't everyone in the right? world to know. It's not yeah. Wrong. Yeah. And I don't I really don't want them to shut it down to make other people happy or more comfortable. I wonder how that lands with people to hear that. Like it's such a hard pill to swallow that you're just welcome and loved and everything you feel is acceptable. I mean, I have my moments. I'm I'm human. I definitely find it harder when, you know, Kai has a very different way of expressing his frustration, right? And it's not personal, but he 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 leans more towards blame and he leans more towards like the yelling, right? And so I have to remind myself that it's coming from the same place of frustration and helplessness and overwhelm. And yes, we need to address that I don't want to be spoken to that way. And that hurts my feelings and it's not respectful and kind. And at the same time right now, I'm here to help you address that you're completely overwhelmed and can't regulate yourself. That's interesting. So now you're reminding me of... Uh drunk people <laughs> so the, the the root feeling you're describing for both of their different behaviors is anger right which it, if it boom we're in an altered state we've got hormones flying our bodies biologically responding in these ways and kai has more of an aggressive response and luca has this crying response which i think it's pretty normal well not even to say normal it's easier to feel somebody's tears maybe for yeah for me yeah it really depends what you're used to in life yeah, yeah. some people will be more comfortable with aggression than tears mm -hmm. yeah yeah important thing to know that they're in an altered state at that 
point, like drunk meow. Yeah, right? They're ha- like, I can tell they're having a hard time. And I've been able to see since they were very, very young that they express their hard time differently. And I've been practicing being very intentional and about not making either one of those kinds of expressions better or worse or right or wrong. They're just different. And one I can totally notice is harder for me than the other. Like crying is easier for me. Yelling and screaming, because I heard so much yelling and screaming growing up in my family, that is hard for me, especially if it comes with blame, right? It triggers all my old stuff. So I need to really practice being able to feel my body and see this in front of me as a kid having a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. These are such great reflections for all of us as adults. I hope people listening can see themselves in these behaviors. You know, what are our responses when we face these behaviors or when we're experiencing these behaviors in our own bodies? Mm -hmm. This is um, something like as a mom, I feel really passionate about that I, I've never wanted the boys to feel that the way they express their upset is like better or worse than the other child. Right. And so I try to normalize it. Ever since they were little, I said, yeah, you know, Kai's having a hard time and it looks and sounds a bit like this. And just like when you have a hard time, it looks and, it looks and sounds a little bit like this. Right. You're just both having a hard time and that's okay. I love you and I'll help you. Right. Or daddy will help you. And it, I connect, being connected to that reminds me of this compassion for just adults out in the world. Because you will have people who are angry or overwhelmed, their nervous system is dysregulated, and they go into a shutdown or they go into a crying, they go into a withdrawal and hiding. And it's typically easier for us to have more compassion for those people. And then there will be people who don't go that route and it's more aggressive. And it's, I think, for most people, harder to have compassion for people who take it that route because it can harm people and it can be really hurtful and it can cause a lot of damage. And those behaviors that are hurtful and harmful need to be addressed and new patterns need to be developed in order to express hurt and overwhelm. And at the same time, at the root, it's the same. It's pain. It's someone like not knowing how to deal with that hurt and upset in any better way in that moment. Yeah. Great. So homework for everybody who's listening. (laughs) Go write a list of ways that you respond when you're having a hard time. Words you say, things you feel, actions you take. (laughs) And then maybe also write lists like that for your friends and family. What do you notice when your mom's having a hard time? How does she behave? How does she act? Et cetera. Your love. Mm -hmm. This is a great practice because it helps us become aware of when we're in it. Right. And then when we notice when we're in it, we have the option to use tools and ask for help in order to help us through that. Right. It's great to have that awareness of how it shows up in the people you care about and people you work with, because I think it helps us connect to 
our shared humanity that they're just having a hard time too. Like I have a hard time sometimes and they're showing it this way and I show it this way and some boundaries might still need to be set. And at the same time, I can see the human here. Yeah, yeah make a bit of space between the human and the behavior. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nice. Thanks, Gigi. That You're brownie welcome. tantrum leads many good places. It sure does. <laughs> you have a closing practice in mind? Closing practice. Yes. I don't know why this one came to mind. Um, choose a color. Any color. Can I say it out loud? Pardon? Do you want me to say it out loud? Sure. It is green. Green. Okay. So I want you to feel your butt on the chair or your feet on the ground. And I want you to look for something green in your space. And as you look at that thing, just look at it and notice your feet or your butt. And then you're going to turn and find another green thing in your space. And this time you can practice looking at it and feeling what your hands are touching. And if they're not touching anything, you could rub your fingertips together. And then you're going to find one more thing that's green in your space. This time looking at that thing and noticing your breath. And come back to sitting or standing in a way that feels good. Very in. Yeah. Thanks, Gigi. You're welcome. Anything else you want to say before we sign off? Don't be hard on yourself if you feel, feed your children microwave macaroni and cheese for breakfast. Very good. <laughs> okay. Great. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you next week. And as always, please like, follow, and subscribe. And if anything we've said here today has been helpful for you, please share with somebody you care about. See you next time. Bye. Bye.